The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This is Talk to Cassius. Conversations with today's icons from business, sports, and entertainment. I'm your host, Cassius F. Butts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Brandon, we are here for a special edition here today. Uh, uh, we want to welcome everyone to uh, talk to Cassius with uh, kind of a very, very up and down day today. We are acknowledging some challenges we've had in the sports world, but also acknowledging some pretty favorable things happening here in the future today. Uh, we've got here the 59th mayor of the city of Atlanta, Mayor Kasim Reed. My frat brother. Hello, Cassius. I'm thrilled <laughs> to be with you. That's right. That's Congratulations right. Congratulations on your show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are here. He's a, he's a good captain, man, Brandon. Absolutely. I never pledged. I When I was in college at Morehouse, I had one decision to try to pledge or to pledge what I did pledge, which was get a dang job. That's what I pledged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you would have had quite a road. You'd have been, you'd have been pledging at Pie Chapter. It's yeah. not an easy road. That's yeah, right. That's what I hear. <laughs> that's right. Well, I tell you, we are here today. I uh, just want just to acknowledge uh, the homegoing, uh, Mr. Mayor, of uh, Homering Hank. Aaron, a uh, good one who, was, who we've lost too early. Absolute national treasure. Uh, he is one of the greatest men our country has ever, ever produced. And I think that uh, this is just a poignant moment to really point out that we've now lost um, four of what we call the men of the movement, four of the five of them. There were five Presidential Medal of Freedom winners. Wow. Uh, Hank Aaron was one. C.T. Vivian was one. Reverend Joseph, Dr. Joseph Lawyer was one. Of course, Congressman Lewis and Ambassador Andrew Young, and in the last 10 months, uh, we've just lost four great men. And so we will be uh, honoring uh, Mr. Aaron and everything that he did for our community and the culture and the country uh, on tomorrow. And so um, this day has so much meaning. But um, all five of those folks uh, lived not far from each other in southwest Atlanta. That's right. So it just speaks to how special our community is and how spoiled we have been to have um, men like that uh, in our midst. I would tell you, uh, Mary, you take a moment, just talk about what did they mean to you, particularly uh, Mr. Aaron at this time. Like, well, really, it's, uh, it's the power of example. Yeah. I mean, everybody who's achieved or had high achievement knows that it helps to have seen it before. Yeah. And I grew up uh, off Cascade Road uh, in Loch Lomond in, in the southwest part of our community and I grew up seeing John Lewis whose house was maybe five minutes, seven minutes from mine. I sure. grew up seeing Ambassador Young uh, who lives off Belcher right off Cascade Road today and I grew up um, seeing C.T. Vivian all of the time. He would come by my home mm-hmm. uh, when I was a boy. Uh, Reverend Lar, everybody knows his house was on Cascade Road. Right. And everybody used to wait to see what yard sign he was going to put up in it during <laughs> elections. And then, uh, and, and then uh, Hank Aaron, of course, lived off uh, Cascade. And all of these people were just in the, in our midst. Sure. And so you would be out, and you would your parents would when you get home they would tell you what you had seen, mm-hmm. 
you look it up back then, we didn't have Google. We had these things called Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> and, you know, these are the folks that, that we grew up. And, and I think that they rub off, rub off on us all. And yes. I mean, it was really interesting. It was, uh, I was at a talk that Chadwick Bozeman gave at Howard University during yes. his commencement speech. And he talked about one time when Muhammad Ali was on campus. And Muhammad Ali was passing him, and they stopped to shadow box. And he said even when he was shadow boxing with Muhammad Ali, you could still feel that he was Muhammad Ali. How about that? My point is, is all of these experiences impact you. And the experience of having Hank Aaron in our community as an exemplar of graciousness, of class, and of excellence, and especially black excellence, uh, I think raises the ceiling on what we all think we can do. And so... um, We've lost that after 86 wonderful years, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to pause and, and honor it. And then, of course, uh, this happens to be the same day um, that we lost uh, Kobe Bryant. That's right. Um, last year. So, you know, I think that there's a reason that God gave us such a beautiful day today. You're right. This is the first day that I'm actually out without a coat on. The sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is wonderful outside. Uh, and we have some um, some wonderful folks here in town today that you obviously have been uh, in the circles for some years now, too. Yes. Yes. yes uh, yeah, everybody's coming in for the uh, services tomorrow. President Clinton um, will arrive later this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, tomorrow is going to be one of what I call those Atlanta high days okay. in the life of our community. So I'm thrilled to be with you. What's that like uh, on a personal level when you've been in a, a high-profile position for, mm-hmm. for much of your life, yeah. when you have personal relationships and you're mourning too, yeah. but your emotions sometimes have to come to the side because people are watching you too. How do days like this and moments like this um, work for somebody who has to be out front but also has some, some healing and some mourning to do themselves? Yeah. Well, I think that you always uh, give and get. Um, So while you may be in a ceremonial role or an official role, you do know that you're blessed to be in that role because of many of the folks you're honoring. So any any serious person would know that if they're a person of color and even if not, that their life has been improved by Hank Aaron. Mine certainly was. Um, So anytime you're around folks, um, you're always giving and getting. There's some warm hug, some handshake, some pat on the back. In the days of COVID, some elbow bump, some Wakanda symbol. And so it's a constant giving and getting. And that's the way that I feel. I always felt that um, when you lead, uh, the energy runs through you in a reoccurring way. You give energy and you get it from people who you have the honor of leading and being around. And, and I think you can feel that when you're around people that you care about. You know, you talk about honoring Brandon. Um, Brandon and I had a conversation the other day. And, uh, you know, for many people know, you know, Mary and I, we've known each other for a number of years. Almost uh, 20 you now. Almost 20 years. Uh, my frat brother been in it thick and thin. Yeah. But uh, he has actually the one person that I know that has had it his number retired by the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That, it wasn't because of my jump shot, though. <laughs> but we did, we did, um, we did uh, provide the Hawks team with a, one of the best arenas in the United States of America that kept the Hawks in the city, 
um, was worthy of the people of Atlanta. And I think our sports franchises have just been amazing in giving back. Sure. And so when it was time to have the elections, I was so proud of the organization to support turning the facilities, both the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and and, uh, State Farm Arena now, um, to turn those into voting places uh, and community centers. So I always knew that Arthur Blank was a terrific guy. Had a little bit to do with building Mercedes-Benz. Sure. And had a little bit to do with with, uh, State Farm Arena. So it's good to see that. You came into the city in your role uh, when the country was in a turmoil, mm-hmm. uh, almost $7 million, uh, in debt challenging. Uh, fortunately, the city was left in a good place where the bond ratings were, were satisfactory. Mm-hmm. But you left with a $150 million surplus. $200 million. Two, it's a $200 million. I'm yeah. sorry, Brandon. I'll show it now. He can count. Don't want any missing money. <laughs> $200 million. 200. Opened up million. health centers, uh, reinvigorated the... Uh, places for young boys and girls to go yeah, play. Centers of hope. Yeah, That's right, that. Centers of Hope. Yeah. What would you say uh, was probably your greatest legacy? We all benefited. We're uh-huh. out here at different places in the yeah. city. We, we enjoy it. Yeah. What would you say was one of your, your, your greatest legacies? Hmm, that's really interesting. Um, I'd probably say making the city the safest city it had been in 40 years. Okay. I think uh, safety really is fundamental. And if you don't feel safe in a space, nothing really works. Sure. You know, if you go someplace and you're you're scared about to walk to your car, mm-hmm. then dinner wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. The baseball game wasn't as good. The football game wasn't as good because you're having these moments. And so I think when we left, we left with the largest cash reserve in the history of the city. Mm-hmm. We left with double A plus credit from Standard Poor's, Moody's, and Fitch. Mm-hmm. And we left with crime at the lowest level that it had been in 40 years. Wow. And, um, you know, as you know, Cassius, because you were there, I ran for office because of the violence that black women were experiencing. Mm. So I was campaigning and I met a woman in Spring Park off Cascade. And there was a, a robber over there that was targeting single black women because the robber wouldn't have to engage a black man or a man, right? So that struck me as particularly sick that somebody would target a single woman and then kick in that door and then it didn't matter whether they were gone or at home. And I met I met one woman. I really ended up meeting about three. Okay. And that was when I was deciding to run for mayor. Mm-hmm. And I know... When I ran, I said that I was going to hire 750 police officers, and you and a lot of other people thought I was crazy. <laughs> and talking about crime prevention, right? We ended up hiring 900, mm. and we, you know, made the city that it's been the safest it's been in in 40 years. So the environment matters, sure. And so your safety environment makes everything else. It is the fundamental um, element that makes business grow, mm-hmm. families grow. Um, and it influences the dynamic of the city. So that's what that's definitely one of the things I'm most proud of. How do you feel about the intersection between sports, business, and community, particularly here in Atlanta with you growing up here? Yeah. There used to be two places to, to go. You could yeah. go to Fulton, Atlanta, Fulton County Stadium. Yes. You could go to the Omni. Yeah. Uh, now, and it, you've certainly been a part of it, yeah. we've had the Georgia Dome. We have Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We yeah. had 
you know, Phillips Arena. Now it's uh, Truist Park. Yeah. And not just those buildings, but the small businesses that get a chance to be vendors um, and the opportunities for people in the community. The Skyhawks have the first uh, black woman as a general manager of a franchise. Shout out to 2 Chain <laughs> And an owner. Um, yeah. the, the, the intersection of all of that, community, business, entrepreneurial endeavors surrounded around sports being the anchor of those opportunities. Well, Brandon, I believe uh, that uh, sports knit us together. I think that caring about a team, rooting for a team, uh, being able, I mean, one of the first conversations that we had was who we had in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So sports really knit us together in a way. You know, if you meet a stranger, how do you know what to talk to the stranger about? (laughs) But if you find out what sports they're passionate about, You know, the gentleman that walked me up here was a boxing fan. So between my car and getting up here to the studio, Mm -hmm. we had a chance to have a conversation about about the sweet science of boxing, which I love. So my point is, is that having great teams and having a full array of sports to really fuel your competitive passion helps weave us all together because it gives us some commonality at a time when things are so fractured. You know, there are hundreds of channels, hundreds of social sites, constant attention grabbers, and there are these things, which I think, which is one of the reasons that football and basketball and baseball continue to do well, because they're this, this thing that gives us this commonality. And I just think it's, uh, I think it's so special. You know, I, I think it was just announced that the maybe 2022-23 uh, NBA All-Star game is going to be possibly here. Right. there. Right? The process of they, they were not going to have it with COVID-19 restrictions. And now um, the players, Chris Paul, who's been very instrumental in that Good and brother. very instrumental in making sure he can do what he can to help out HBCUs, yeah. there's now discussion, serious discussion about it coming to Atlanta and then using um, HBCUs as an anchor and as a, a vessel yeah. to steer some of the proceeds so that they could use the All-Star Weekend directed to something that they think is very important and of need, of great need. Wow, well, <clears throat> Chris Paul's all class, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, we almost had him on the Hawks. Oh. We did. We almost had good. him on the Hawks. In fact, Chris thought that he was going to be drafted by the Hawks, and when it came time for the Hawks draft, he actually stood up because he was looking forward to come to Atlanta because he's from uh, North Carolina, so it would have been uh, close to home. And he shared that story with me. And uh, think work about at, it all the time. Maybe work at Sports Talk Radio. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the inside skinny and the direct source. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would tell you one thing that I also know is that he has uh, played just about every sport there is. <laughs> uh, you know, football, basketball. Maybe not golf. well, but I try. I gave it the college try. <laughs> then you'd be great for Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> college try. Well, you, you know, so going into, and Brandon mentioned small business, and mm-hmm. I mean, this is something you've taken on head on. Yeah. Uh, and I won't tell too much of the story, cause, but it's, it's, it's something that's near and dear to him. Uh, but in college, Kasim actually was a small business owner. He was an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's crazy. Down the hall from Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do you, you mind talking about, about that? Um, sure. I mean, you know, with, when I was in high school, I had a gold, sold gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. Went to the Atlanta Paramount, got a little business license, did reasonably well. Used to sell jewelry in Ben Hill United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. 
used to sell jewelry to people that worked at Six Flags. They wanted a herringbone chain. Yeah. Or a diamond cut gold <laughs> rope, which was pretty My hand is right popular there. back in those days. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I got to Howard University. I got a boxer short contract for the bookstore. Back then, young women enjoyed wearing men's boxes with university logos. So I got um, that opportunity. And then, of course, when I was a freshman, Puff and I lived in the same dorm. Sure. Had a really good class. You had Derek Angeletti was in my class. Mark Pitts, who just became the president of RCA. He was also Big's manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in my class. We just had... Uh, we had, there was something in the water at Howard. And then I had the uh, honor when we made, um, gave Puff the doctorate under the leadership of uh, Dr. Frederick mm-hmm. uh, to robe him um, as he became uh, Dr. Combs all those years later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had a really interesting run. It was an interesting yeah. run. Boy. Well, you, he went from, you went from the classroom to board of trustee yeah. at Howard University. So I was on the board at Howard as a student and then, I was the youngest appointed full trustee in the history of the university, and now I'm a trustee emeritus, mm-hmm. which means you just served a really, really long time, and they're ready for you to go. <laughs> <laughs> Advice for young people, uh, that story right there yeah. where you have an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Uh, clearly, you were successful early, yeah, and well. you could pivot and do some other things. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you would uh, – you know, advise young people to do as far as having a good idea, the right amount of risk, and the ability to pivot if you need to? Brandon, I think the most important uh, thing that young people can do is decide. There's a tremendous power in making a decision because it orders everything that follows. So until um, you and Cassius decide that you're going to have a talk opportunity, Um, None of the other things, getting a studio, getting a staff, hiring a wonderful intern uh, who's here with us in the studio, none of it having a producer. So decisions order things. And it's really important that young people know that the first thing that they have to do is really decide what it is that fuels them and makes them happy and is their passion. And it doesn't have to be one thing. I mean, it can change because you're young. But I decided I wanted to be mayor of Atlanta when I was 13 years old. I remember deciding. um, I remember the example that I was going to follow. It was Andrew Young at the time. I remember talking to my father about it. And my dad, who I lost in March, um, was so amazing because whatever I was into, he was into. And so I'm going through that with uh, my daughter, Maria Kristen, right now. She wakes up, she wants tennis lessons. I go to the, go to um, the sporting goods store and buy all the tennis equipment, and we go out and start playing tennis and getting lessons. She wants to dance. She's in ballet. She wants to fence, which I don't know where she got that from, <laughs> but, you know, they have fencing in College Park. She wanted to. My dad did that with me. And then you settle on what it is that does it for you, mm-hmm. hopefully or I'll just be so tired, you know. But <laughs> the point I'm making is is uh, young people have the time and space to figure it out. You get a certain amount of time, don't make it too much time. Mm-hmm. But until you said something, you haven't really challenged yourself, right? So until you said, I'm going to make straight A's, until you said, uh, I'm going to be the president of my class, until you said, I'm going to start a social empowerment movement, 
until you said, uh, I'm going to protest uh, this business because it has bad practices. The first thing is decide, and then it will order and lead you to what you need in order to, in order to achieve it. And then get you know the best possible mentors you can have. When I was mayor, my mentors were Ambassador Andrew Young and Willie Brown. So Willie Brown was uh, the first black mayor of San Francisco, or really the only the first black mayor. London Breed is the second black mayor of San Francisco, but his styles and <clears throat> Ambassador Young's style were wildly different. And so if I got on the telephone with both of them. I probably had a, a pretty wide range uh, of advice, and then, you know, I could call it from my own center. So get terrific mentors, um, listen to them, and then get out there and do it. Nothing like practice. It's one of the reasons that I think uh, historically black colleges and universities deliver a disproportionate number of leaders um, in America and around the world. It's really because you have the opportunity at these institutions to do it right. and to practice and to fall down without failing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I feel. You know, that's a, a beautiful segue before we begin to wrap up, uh, Mayor. You know, you have been, uh, again, involved in a bunch of uh, entrepreneurial efforts uh, since, you know, since he was a kid. And so now here we are. Uh, yes. You're, you're, you're a seasoned adult. Yes. Uh, you uh, are in a place where you've made some decisions that you followed your passion. You talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the entrepreneurial efforts that you'd like to share with us today? That <clears throat> Yeah. So in March, uh, after I left office, mm-hmm. I gave a talk at a wonderful place called Switchyards, an incubator where I put uh, my office when I left uh, the mayoralty. And I had gotten to know the startup and technology scene in the city of Atlanta um, reasonably well. And I think it's one of the most mm, dynamic and innovative in America. So my vision for myself was that I was going to participate in that. Um, And so when I got uh, out of office, I had some very good friends that had had a lot of business success. Folks like um, Ryan Glover, who was Mm -hmm. one of my lifelong friends, sold his business Bounce and was looking to to figure out what uh, he was going to do next. One of my other best friends in the world is a gentleman named Tommy Duncan, mm-hmm. who sold a business in January to Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's right. Had a very good exit. And so I started just um, talking to folks. There is a, a really talented guy named Garrett Langley mm-hmm. who um, let um, my fund invest uh, in Flock Safety, okay. which has been wild, wildly successful. It's a security surveillance technology business that's in. Uh, 30 states and 100 cities. Mm -hmm. So that was the first investment uh, that I made there. Um, And then I met uh, an incredible woman named uh, Pinky Cole. Mm -hmm. Um, At the beginning, at the very beginning of her process, and anybody that meets Pinky, if you don't realize she's a star, Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't be in the business of picking anything. Sure. She's so clearly dynamic. I'm now on the board of, of her business. Uh, it's called Slutty Vegan. It's done phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Opening up a location soon in Pont City Market, which oh. I had something to do Good. with bringing along uh, <laughs> that, uh, that opportunity. Um, and then uh, I went from there um, and have been an advisor to Ryan's new company, Greenwood Bank, um, which is 
phenomenally successful. It's valued now um, at between 100 to 200 million dollars on any given day. It's got a waiting list of 500,000 people. And then I'm working on a project with Tommy Duncan, who's uh, founded a company called My Jet Doc, and it's basically a virtual telemedicine company that places a doctor in your phone. Yes. So we opened Florida first. Mm-hmm. And now we're opening Georgia in about uh, two weeks. And the technology is very simple. Um, It's a no insurance product. You pay $10 a month. You open up your phone. You type in what's wrong with you. uh, And in five minutes or less, a physician is literally on the phone. Wow. And so the physician, if you say, I've got a tickle in my throat or a cold, and after you have a conversation with the physician, they can then write a prescription that you get an 85% discount on. Mm. So if I say go to the CVS, you need X, Y, Z, then you get a a discount. And just the other day, I met a wonderful woman from Florida. She had insurance. And with insurance, her prescription bill was 350 cashes. Wow. And with JetDoc, her prescription bill was, I think, 140 bucks. Oh, wow. Mm. And so um, this is all the creation of Tommy Duncan. He thought it up. He funded the company. And then we got a wonderful partner in Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. And uh, Forbes magazine did a very nice uh, article uh, on the business um, within the last you know, three weeks or so. Sure. And it's really been uh, very well accepted nationally. Rick Ross has been an incredible partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had health challenges. Uh, he suffers from seizures because he works himself Uh, into exhaustion because of the work ethic that he has. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm really excited about um, is Dr. Jackie has come on board uh, as an owner in the company. And so anybody who knows uh, Dr. Jackie knows that she's all about excellence Mm -hmm. and class and service to the community. Mm -hmm. And so um, you're going to be hearing a lot about uh, myjetdoc.com in the next uh, two to four weeks, sure. but a lot of people have already been hearing about it and, and signing up for it. So that's Man. basically what I've been doing over the last 24 months or so. <laughs> just a been couple a little of things. busy. That's all. Just, just, just a couple, <laughs> a just bit. a couple of things. Doing a little something. Look, I, I, I admire the approach. I, I admire the worth, work ethic. And uh, particularly, as we talked about earlier, the young people seeing what you're doing. They yeah. saw what you did while you were in the office as mayor. Yeah. Uh, now making headways in the entrepreneurial world yeah. where really you can rely on your passion to make your own future. Yes. And you're creating it. Yeah, raising money for new companies and, you know, sitting and listening to people's dreams. You know, I, my dream was to be mayor of Atlanta, so I got my dream. Yeah, yeah. So everything else is kind of, you know, my dad and mom held a Bible when I got sworn in at 40 years old. That was my dream. So aside from seeing my daughter, um, live a wonderful life and be whole and happy and healthy. Everything else is pretty much house money. Where's your center button? You got all that stuff you're doing yeah. incredibly ahead ahead of the curve. Things yeah. that are going to help people's lives. Yeah. And you have a family. You have a daughter. Yes. Where's the balance button for you? Where you you, you are a forward moving and operating person, but you do have to take that personal time yeah. as well. Well, you know, Brandon, I don't. Re- I'm not a believer in work life balance. Okay. I'm a believer in work-life integration. So I think that the way that you live a healthy, healthy and happy, demanding life 
um, is that you <clears throat> integrate people you love and you and care about in it. I mean, Maria loves meetings. I mean, she she loves it. She if she were here right now, she would be completely focused on what's going on. She'd be asking you all, how do you work your controls? <clears throat> how the microphone works? So my point is, is that um, I find life fulfilling when it's integrated. Because when you're trying to do this balance thing, I think you experience an awful lot of uh, frustration that's needless. And so um, if you love something, the people that love you will probably love it or at least like it. It's so a beautiful points. thing. Yeah. Very good points. You so. know, so before we just ask you for some last uh, words, yes. Mayor, you know, you know, he was very fortunate to be in a place to do this um, and let his family witness all this, which was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and I've always appreciated you being there when I was sworn in yes. uh, to hold a Bible with me. Big uh, job. Um, it, um, I'll never forget it. Yeah. But we're going into this place now. Like I said, you're creating these different avenues for you, for your family. Um, any lasting words you can let our listeners know? We, we heard about what's next. Yeah. Any last words that we could hear? What uh, will be next for Kasim Reed, entrepreneur, yeah. Kasim Reed, uh, impact maker, uh, social impact maker, difference maker? What will be next? <clears throat> I'm going to be helping other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be helping other people and hopefully taking a stake in value that I help create. And so I really enjoy rooting for folks. And um, the bottom line, Cassius, is you don't want to be sitting around waiting for the tea time. Mm-hmm. Even when you've done well in life, mm-hmm. it is a loser's game to be sitting around thinking that you've made it and focusing on your own pleasure all the time. you got to have something to wake up for every day. Mm-hmm. And my dream in life is to wake up and have something on the outside of my front door that I want to go do yeah. that gets me up and running and doing. And then when you get home, you want somebody on the opposite side of that door that you want to come home to. Very it's well pretty said. much the essence of, uh, of life in my judgment. Very well said, Brandon. Special day today. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, the things that I'm taking from this one, uh, make, a, make a decision and integrate. I like that part about, you know, not, you know, separating. Integrate. Come hang out with Pops. That's what that's like what that. Maria said. There you go. And, and I don't I also I said, don't come hang out with Pops. Also know where I can go get a herringbone. Yeah. If I need one. Yeah. Yeah. I still I still know a guy. I know a guy. Well, listen, we appreciate you all being here with us. Uh, Join us today here at the 59th mayor of the city of Atlanta. My frat. Uh, my frat brother, my Cassius guy. Butts. Yeah. That's it. Obama appointee. <laughs> we, Overly modest. We've coined a, a nickname. We want him to take the great connector. Yeah. Uh, I like referring to Cassius. Yeah. The great connector. The connector. Yeah. He's the reason I'm here right now. <laughs> Listen, I, I will say that. Uh, many moons ago, we had Black History Month when he was state senator. Yeah. Couldn't find a, a speaker to come into. They they tried. They couldn't find anybody. I made a call. He showed up. And people were like, oh, my gosh, how did you get this? Stay Senator to read. How'd you get Senator to read to come here? Yeah. Same thing when he was mayor. Same thing as he is making his world uh, turn the other way in the entrepreneurial world. And I'm I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Very Thank proud you. of my frat brother. Thank you. All right, go check out myjetdoc.com, everybody. I was going to just about to say, lead us. <laughs> where can we find? Where can myjetdoc.com? Okay. Okay. The app is easy. Okay. We 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 can we can we can do that. 
and we're looking forward to these next steps. Glad you were here with us today. Thank you so much for being here. No, uh, respect, Brandon. So good being with you. Thank you. Good to see you, Mr. Mayor. Take care. Yes. Thank you all for joining today again with Talk to Cash. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.